Today is March 23rd, 2018, and we're here at Brooklyn College as part of the Our Streets, Our Stories Oral History Project for Brooklyn Public Library. I'm sitting with Barbara Giratana. And my name is Taina Evans. And Barbara, please begin by telling us what is your Brooklyn story? Well, I feel uh, very much a Brooklyn person. My name starts with a B. <laughs> And uh, I grew up in, well, I want to say first, I was born in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, 1944, in the Brooklyn Navy Hospital, which is still there because it's um, a protected building. And I went to see it three years ago on my 70th birthday, and we peeked through the windows, and it's this very small building. It's, not, it's like two stories. And uh, so I'm very proud of the fact. My father was in the Navy during the war. Fortunately, um, he, the war ended before he went overseas. But, uh, so we were living at the time in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, and my mother, my parents moved then to the Bensonhurst, uh, Brooklyn, Bears Beach. It was actually a section of uh, Bensonhurst. It was close to the water. And where, where the reason it was called Bears Beach, my mother told me, was that, that where the Bell Parkway is now, that used to be a beach before they built the, uh, the Bell Parkway, the highway. So, uh, so I'm very much identified myself with Brooklyn. So I lived uh, on Bay um, 13th Street uh, with my family till I was six. At that time, I had two other sisters, well, three other sisters. And, um, and we moved to Bay 29th Street. My father bought uh, off Bay Parkway, so it's between Bath and Benson. And my father bought a four-family house, so we lived there my whole life on the first floor. And uh, it was an Italian-Jewish neighborhood. Uh, I didn't know anything else. We went to parochial school, St. Mary's on 23rd Avenue off of 86th Street, 80, it was 85th Street. And my sister Elizabeth and I used to walk to school and we'd walk down to Benson Avenue and then go down, down to 86th Street and go, they had an elevator, which I still have, train, which was the B train, that's why everything's B for me, which was changed after 9-11 to the W and then the changes to D. They switched the D to the B, I don't know why. So we, in, in order not to be dangerously walking over these streets, 86th Street and Bay Parkway, my sister and I would go up these 50, 40 steps and go over to the other side. We'd walk along 86th Street, they'd be in the winter. All the stores were owned by Italian Americans and they would have fires going in and like a garbage can to keep them warm. But now it's all um, completely changed. My neighborhood is, that, is Chinese and all the stores along there are Asian. And so I went to St. Mary's High School, uh, grammar school for eight years, started in the first grade. I loved it. I loved school. I was very good at school. And I loved reading. I learned reading only in the first grade. And then um, I, I uh, did very well in school. I was always the top person, the top average in my class. Like, well, I had another friend, we would go back and forth. She would get it first six months, I would get it the second. So I never got less than a 90. And, uh, but we didn't have things like sports or arts programs or anything. But I was very happy in school. And I had a clique of friends. And um, so then, and I just um, loved, uh, we didn't do much. There was a park a couple of blocks away. I remember very distinctly, we used to go to this like, um, where they put water in this kind of like a pool, and then all of a sudden you stopped because the polio outbreak. One of the boys across the street, his family, there was a family across the street we were friendly with. There were two sisters and two brothers, 
and um, he got polio in his arm. Uh, he didn't die or anything, but he had polio in his arm. So I always remember, so we never went, they never turned the waters on again in the park. But we used to go there. Uh, we just, my sisters and I, when we got older, I, I loved bicycle riding. We would ride along the water to the 69th Street Ferry. At that time, there was no bridge. It was built in 1964, so I grew up in the 50s. Um, I was maybe bicycle riding 54 all the way up. So we'd ride, ride to 69th Street and take the ferry over to Staten Island. And that's what we love to do. And roller, I love roller skating. I roller skated in the street. And then they started having these roller skating rinks and used to go there. And um, so I had a happy childhood. There were five of us. My father was a fireman and my mother was a homemaker. And uh, my father always had a couple of other jobs too, all the firemen did. He, he, he grew up and he worked. Uh, he worked on the same block that he grew up in, West 8th Street and uh, off Surf Avenue, which is where the aquarium is now. So I, we used to go Tuesday nights to fire. My grandparents lived or renting an apartment over what used to be the guest, where they had the, you know, the horse and wagons, uh, the gas company maybe. And we used to go there on Sundays. But on Tuesday nights, they had the fireworks at Coney Island which I think now they have on Friday nights. And we used to go there and watch it from my grandmother's uh, kind of front yard. Like there was like a thing we would sit on, like a, not a porch exactly, but a big round ball, I would sit on that. And my father, uh, like I said, grew up in Coney Island, so he used to take us, uh, oh, my favorite favorite thing growing up was my father would get free tickets for the steeplechase. If you don't know about the steeple, it was my favorite thing growing up. It was a place on Surf Avenue. It closed in 1958, I think. Or I'm not sure exactly what it. Maybe it was later. Actually, they closed because of the, the Civil Rights Act that um, for racial equality. And uh, the man who owned it, um, he also had a pool. I forget the name of the pool that was part of it. But um, he knew that the people who went into the pool would not agree to having black people come, and so he closed the steeplechase. But at that time, the Coney Island was going downhill anyway a little bit. But it was, if you never heard of the steeplechase, it was a, it had these wonderful rides. And there was a big face that was kind of like the uh, representative of what the steeplechase was. Right now, is where, where the steeplechase was is now the, um, the ballpark in, in Coney Island. And so, but I loved it. That the reason it was called the steeplechase this one particular ride was the highlight, was these horses. It would take you two hours waiting online, and the ride would last two minutes. And you would, it was not a battery, it was not electrically operated. You kind of went up on this rail, on, like, on a railing, the, the horse, maybe it would be two of you on the horse, and we'd go down the hill, and then we'd, we'd see who would be the first one. When you got out, there'd be a clown with like a, 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 an air thing, and if you're wearing a dress, your dress would go up. So there'd be people sitting in the front to watch to see if they could see a, uh, under a girl's skirt. So you obviously did not wear a skirt when you went. And so that was the highlight of my growing up, the, the steeplechase, uh, bicycle riding, uh, reading. I would read like 40 books during the summer. I love to read. There was a library across the street. If that wasn't there, across Bath Avenue, my sister and I used to go there. My mother had... You know, 
three other children, and uh, she probably would not have taken us to the library. And without books, I don't know where I would have been. They were my friends. Even though I had four siblings, we didn't talk. I don't know what it was, but we had our own separate lives, separate friends. We didn't fight or anything, but so my books were my friends. And um, so I was very happy growing up. And then high school, my sister went to uh, high school, pro, uh, St. Joseph's Commercial Academic in downtown Brooklyn, Lawrence Street. So of course I wanted to go also. She was only 18 months older than me. And we shared a bed, but we really didn't talk. It was it's strange. I didn't know, realize that you don't realize until you're grown what, you, what your childhood was that it may have not, you know, not that it was bad childhood. My father was wonderful. Like I said, he was a fireman. He loved being a fireman. I gave his eulogy when he died. He died at about age 84, 83. Um, probably would have lived longer if he didn't have, um, wasn't a fireman, didn't have that smoke in him, you know. And he loved his job. I gave a eulogy saying the two things he loved in the world was my mother and his job. And he, he hated, they made him retire at age 65. He didn't want to. And um, so we were very proud of my father. And uh, so, what was I going to say? My, my mother... So uh, I went to parochial high school, downtown Brooklyn. We took the subway there, the B train and the R train. I got off at uh, Lawrence Street, which is now what's called, um, there's a name for that, air, that thing now. It's like they built a lot of office buildings there. Metrotech, Metrotech. So it's, it's called J Street Metrotech, but that was really Lawrence Street when I was growing up. So I, I just feel very connected with Brooklyn. So I lived, when I got married, um, my husband, uh, I met, it's funny because my parents used to rent out this uh, front apartment. We had a four family. My grand, his mother and father lived in the front upstairs apartment, and my aunt and uncle, my father's sister, lived in the other apartment. And then we rented two rooms in the front. We called the honeymoon apartment because it was always somebody who just got married, so they didn't need more room. And one of the couples was my future sister-in-law, and... Um, so she had three children there in that one room in the kitchen and a bathroom. And she moved the block away. And um, the day um, the, uh, they were, she was having a christening for her youngest son. She had three boys. They were all born in that apartment. Um, I went to the 1964 World's Fair. I went by myself. I realized I did almost everything by myself. I was kind of a loner. So my books were my company. And, and also, if you didn't do things, if you, if you didn't do things alone, you wouldn't do it at all because most people couldn't, weren't like me. They didn't just go off and do things. Um, and so I, um, I also wanted to say I went to Brooklyn College. I wanted to go to Brooklyn College because I wanted to get out of Catholic school. I wanted to meet boys. But when I came here, and I like to always tell the story that at the time, girls had to wear dresses or skirts. You couldn't get in, into the property if you, if you were wearing slacks. So um, I wasn't too happy at, in college. I wasn't doing well. High school, I did a little less than I did, a little, not as well. But I was very good at commercials, commercial subjects. And I, um, I was always able to get a job as a typist. I was a very fast typist and a secretary. I was a legal secretary until I got my degree. And um, so I was, I was OK there. But see, in, in, in elementary school, I had a clique of friends. And then in high school, I maybe had one or two friends. And then when I went to Brooklyn College, I was very lonely because it was like 20,000 people here. 
and I took the bus there, and then you came home, and I really wasn't doing that. I was getting C's, so I was going back and forth between going to school at night. I transferred to night. I figured I felt more in tune with those people who were older, because the boys didn't appeal to me at all. They were 18, my age, and I guess I always liked older. I ended up marrying my husband, who was 16 years older than me. Anyway, I met him. He was the brother of the woman that rented the front apartment. So the day I went to the, um, the World's Fair, 1964, I came home, I was dressed, I had on this new, um, it wasn't a real, um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, the little, little dots, the animal. Um, the animal that you... Cheetah? Not a cheetah. Leopard. leopard. Leopard jacket. And I was wearing that. So my mother had always bought gifts for babies, so she had an extra gift. So I went with her, and that's where I met my husband, and I was an immediate thing, like I felt I knew him, and I just immediately thought he loved me, he always loved me, he always would love me, would love me. And I would have walked out with him that night, except that I didn't know he had his problems, and he was 16 years older than me, and so even though he called me up that night, he looked in the phone book uh, under my last name, which was Defato. We pronounced it Defato, but it should have been Defato. It was D-E, capital F-A-T-O. I think that means of faith. And uh, so I was always embarrassed when we hand out report cards and the priest might say, uh, Barbara Defato, you know. So anyway, uh, he looked up my last name and he, the first, he would come across it. My grandfather was James, my father was Stanley. So that night, I got a knock on my door and it was my grandfather saying, I had a phone call upstairs and it was he, his name was Joe Giratano. And he talked to me for a few minutes, and then he hung up, he didn't ask me out. I didn't understand it, because I was so sure we were gonna go off to the sunset together. And then uh, another thing about me is that I was not like my sisters, my sisters especially, maybe my brother I could have been a little bit like, but at my freshman year in Brooklyn College, they asked for volunteers, the Newman Center, which is the Catholic organization in secular colleges, asked for volunteers to go to Mexico, kind of like a Peace Corps. And I immediately raised my hand. I was 19, didn't even think that I had to ask my parents. They, they, they were very lenient, they didn't, and I went. So I'm just saying I was very adventurous. Uh, I have nephews and nieces now that don't even want to leave the city. And they don't even like, some of them, my sisters don't even like going to Manhattan. So I'm a Manhattan girl, even though I'm a Brooklyn girl. I loved, I thought I would love to have lived in Greenwich Village. Anyway, so I met my husband that night. He, he called me up, but he didn't follow up. After about a month, I called his sister to invite me for dinner Sunday afternoon and invite him. So he came over, he looked so happy to see me and all that, but went for a walk along the water where the Balfakway is. He came, we came back to his sister's door and he just said, I'll see you around. So then I hated him. So then we used to run into each other in the neighborhood because he lived two blocks from me. It turned out he had problems, he, not problems, but he had married his sister-in-law because his father, his, his brother, older brother, died of a very bad case of cancer, and he asked him to look after her. And even though everybody was against it, they got married nine months later. Mainly he married her because he loved his nephew so much. He was, his nephew, Sal, was three when his father died, and five, so when a year, nine months later, my husband married, his sister-in-law, uh, who was like 27 or whatever, and then she got pregnant almost right away. Nine months later, she gave birth to my stepson, and she died 10 days later of um, a blood clot. 
So my husband was left with a five-year-old and an infant, and of course he moved in with his big, he had this family, they had like 11 kids. So these are all these adults not who weren't married, and they're all living together with the mother and the father, but the father was not really a good father, so he was my father, actually my husband hated him. But anyway, what I'm coming to about the, having to do with Brooklyn was, neither my husband nor myself felt we belonged in this Bensonhurst. If it was just the two of us, we would be in Greta's village. That's how I felt. So I didn't, I, when I grew up, I didn't like my neighborhood. It wasn't, I felt I didn't belong there. Now I'm living in Prospect Park area, and I felt like I belonged there, you know, on Winter Terrace. So um, anyway, I met him, and it took about two years before we finally, um, I didn't know that he was the one who's, who had two kids. At that time, the youngest was seven, and the other one was 12. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't have a good job. He didn't, even though he was considered a genius in his high school, he, he also uh, grew up in Brooklyn, uh, Borough Park area mostly. And um, he was very, very smart. They considered him a genius. But of course, he grew up in the Depression, and he, his family was on welfare. And in fact, uh, the bad thing that happened to him was when he was four, they took him and his uh, sister, who was 18 months older, and they had to go to a, a home, angel guardian home, because the social worker said that mother had too many children. So he was gone for like two years. It was a very bad experience. Needless to say, you're four years old and you're taken away from your family. So I always gave him that, that that was the reason he had his problems. So anyway, when I met him, he was going to therapy. And uh, for the first two years, we just used to run into each other. I met him on the train once. And he gave me a little piece of paper with some numbers on it. It was HI and the numbers. I thought he was saying hi, but it was his phone number. So inevitably, once a month, I would call him. I was going to Brooklyn College at the time, going at night. And so one day I called him to go see an opera at the Walker Theater, which is on uh, Bay Parkway and 65th Street, and uh, which is no longer there. And we saw, I knew he liked opera, went to see La Boheme. So I always associated my husband with uh, this beautiful area in, um, in uh, La Boheme. So after that night, we saw each other every day, and then we got married a year later, um, or two years, or maybe two years later. And... Um, and then it was very difficult for me because um, I was only 24 and the boys were 12 and 16, 17. It was very hard for me. And um, so anyway, I didn't feel like I was free to, until that my, my, in my imagination when they got older, that my husband and I would be free to do what we wanted to do. Because in my family, my sisters and I, we were very independent people. These two boys, since they were raised by their doting aunt and their grandmother, never even poured a glass of milk for themselves. I grew up where we helped ourselves. You know, my mother, we made our own sandwiches. And um, so then it was very hard for me because I didn't have the identity of a mother. The holidays were hard for me because I was very uncomfortable, especially with the older one, because he was being loyal to his aunt. And um, she wasn't married, and she considered them her kids. So she was very mm -hmm. depressed when we got married. But I only moved, I had to move, in my mind, move a couple of blocks away so the boys could go to the same school and be able to walk over to the grandmother's house, which, is, which was great. So we, we couldn't put a wedding date until uh, I found the apartment, which was two blocks away. And it was really nice. So at this point, Sal was like going on 17, Jody was going on 13 or 12, I forget now. Uh, he was five years younger than Sam. 
And it was very hard for me, mostly with the older one. And uh, so we lived on Bay 30. I was at one of the Bay Streets. I, until uh, first Sheeps at Bay, until I was, I guess, uh, a year old. Then we moved to Bay 13th Street and Bath. Then my father bought the house on Bay 29th, where I lived until I got, until they, um, actually until I got married, because my parents bought another house on 74th Street in Brooklyn, and they continued to own this house. So I ended up moving to the basement uh, because I needed my privacy. I was 23 at the time. And um, so then when I got married, I moved to Bay 34th Street. We were there 10 years. And, and then uh, four years after I was married, my daughter was born. It was not planned uh, because we owed, my husband owed a lot of money when I married him and we had to buy furniture and things. I wanted to make a nice home for the boys. And I never, the funny thing is I was the one that was not one to clean house or to cook. And here I was cooking and cleaning at age 24 for two boys who were not, the older one wasn't friendly to me. So, uh, uh, so Jennifer was born when Sal was 21, the older one, and Jody was 16. And I remember taking a picture of Jody making a sandwich for himself the first time ever when my daughter was born. So they were, the boys were very loving toward my little daughter, my girl, my Jennifer. And so now I felt happier because now I had an identity as a mother. So before I was doing stuff, house cleaning and cooking, but I didn't have the identity of as, a, as a mother. So it was very hard. And um, anyway, so Brooklyn, um, like I said, was always, so when my daughter uh, was, uh, she had a, oh, then I went to, like I said, I went to Brooklyn College, but I only, I only had three years when I got married. So after my daughter was, when my daughter was three years old, I started going back to school to Brooklyn College at night. I finally finished when my daughter was like eight. So I, I finished in 1979 when I, I went in, in 1950. 62, and then I got three years in, and then I finally finished in 79. But at this point, um, I was older, like I was 38, maybe, and, um, and even though I was going to be a teacher, it was hard um, to get a job, and then the job they offered me was far away, and I wanted to pick up my daughter from school, so I really didn't work in the beginning. So then it got to a point where the rents were very high and I moved back to, uh, then we moved to Bay 10th Street because there was a very good school a couple of blocks away and I wanted my daughter to go to a better school. So it turned out this was the best school in Brooklyn. And so I moved there so she could go to that school. It was on 14th Avenue and Benson. It was called 229 and they had an excellent principal and they only had like 250 students in the school whereas they have a thousand in my daughter's other school. She went to first grade there. So I went there for, I moved there for her. So I still felt like I wasn't leading my own life, really. I wasn't living where I would have wanted to live. You know, I did it willingly. And then, um, so we moved to Bay uh, 10th Street. So all the Bay Streets, Bay 13, uh, Bay 29, Bay 34th, then back to Bay 10th. And then when the rents were going really up, where we were on Bay 10th Street, they raised our rent from 400 to 600. New, new owners, uh, ironically or interestingly, both landlords in the two places I lived when I was married were immigrants from Italy who owned pizza parlors, and they had a lot of money. So this guy really didn't need the money. For the, it was a beautiful apartment. It was huge. 
that a living room that was uh, added on 18 by 20, had a fireplace, and but he, he was, wanted $600. So I thought about staying there for my daughter uh, because they had a lot of girls on the block. But then nobody came out that summer. And they were all inside watching television, I guess. So I said, you know, I'm not gonna, so I ended up moving back to where I grew up, Bay 29th Street. My grandparents had died. So my father offered me that apartment. And so I moved there and I was there for 20 years. Uh, and, but it wasn't, um, by the time, and then we renovated it. By the time I finished renovating it, my husband and I were separated. Uh, my daughter was gone. She had gone off to college and she moved to Staten Island. So, like I said, the only time I wasn't in Brooklyn was when uh, I actually helped my daughter buy the house in Staten Island, right over the, the bridge, the Verrazano Bridge. And she, um, uh, I moved down to her, she was a single mother, I moved down to her basement apartment and um, to help her out with my grandson. He was five at the time. And then she met her future husband. And so they got married within, you know, like that six months after I moved there. So um, I was there for five years. And then when I, the first, at age 68, would have been the first time that in my life that I was able to choose where I was going to live. And so I said, what represents me? Where should I live? And I was saying, should I buy a house upstate? Because I had money. At this point, I had money from, even though I only got a very little um, Social Security because I didn't really work full-time as a teacher. My jobs were part-time because I was raising my daughter. This is what happens to women uh, with their Social Security and uh, pensions. So I, um, I said, should I move my little house upstate? Because I love the country. Uh, where should I move? And then I took a ride in my car. I always drove. I drove from age 19. My, daughter, my, my uh, father taught me. I don't know how we did it because we didn't get along sometimes, but we managed he taught me. And um, I, I went to this um, real estate place only because I found the parking space on 4th, uh, well, he was on 7th Avenue. And he took me to the first apartment I saw. It was across from Park Circle. And that's the one I took. Uh, it's in an apartment building. Uh, it's called Windsor Terrace area, which is between Kensington and um, Park Slope. So it's less money than Park Slope, but it has it's a very good neighborhood and right across from the lake. So the other end of the park is the, the museum and the library, Grand Army Plaza. I'm on the other side where the lake is at Park Circle and there's a stable that's been there for a long, long time where they have horses. So I come out of my door and I see horses, I see marathon runners and kids and bicyclists. So I love where I am now. The only thing is I wish I had a balcony. But my apartment is uh, rent controlled. And at the time, years ago, I would have thought this was so much money. But now, even in Brooklyn, you can't get anything less than 1500 And at the time, I mean, 900 you could barely get a... Uh, a basement apartment where you're sharing the kitchen and the, uh, you know, but I started out when I first got married was paying like $110 and then maybe 180 and then it went up to, well, we moved to Bay 10, 400 and then the guy wanted 600 but I moved in with my, par my parents' home, my father owned, uh, I was giving them like $300 a month, so, and I, we renovated the place, but, um, so, um, so I moved to this place which, I was only able to afford because of my, my husband's Social Security and his pension, because his Social Security was double mine, double. 
and, and, and even though we were separated, we never got divorced, uh, he put down when he retired that I would get his pension. He worked at the end, he was a systems analyst, like a genius at it, and his last job was with the Board of Education, and he was able, he got their insurance. You know, the city jobs have great insurance, so I had his insurance all that time, because we never got, we never even got a legal separation, because I would have lost the insurance if I did. But we were always in contact with each other. And um, so I have his pension social security, which pays my bills, but the money I get from my parents who own three houses in the end, they own the one on Bay 29th Street in Brooklyn, the other one on 74th Street, which is also Bensonhurst, between 20th and 21st Avenues. And then they had a country house in the Poconos. So actually, one of my sisters didn't want to see that house, my mother died, didn't want to see that house going out of the family. She bought it and she gave us each our share. So that 15000 paid for my first year's rent in Winter Terrace. And then my husband died. Uh, he was like 84 when he died. And um, I got his Social Security and pension so I could afford. So the extra money that I'm able to travel or do things with is for my parents owning houses. But nowadays, people aren't in that same bracket that we were. My parents, my father was a fireman. He bought two houses, three houses. Because once you buy one house, you can use that to buy another house. And so the kids nowadays aren't getting jobs. They're in a lower uh, socioeconomic level than we were at the time. So uh, I was the first one to go to college. And so I'm saying that um, I, can, I can afford, I, I'm happy because I got the money for my parents' house. I have a social security, which if the Republicans were in office, we're not voted for. And I have my husband's pension from the city. So I'm in a good way, but I'm still so devastated by the election because I care about other people, you know. So I'm going to live in Brooklyn all my life. I don't really want to live in Manhattan now. I couldn't afford it anyway. And I have a wonderful apartment. Two rooms that are 18 by 20 with 10, 11 foot ceiling, smaller kitchen, which is fine with me. And um, right across, and I'm two blocks from the subway, so the F train, which would take me, uh, takes me to all the places I like to go to in the city. Um, I go to see, last year I saw like 30 plays, and I, I'm on 42nd Street in a half an hour. So I guess that's over now. But anyway, I'm a big Brooklyn fan. And so I think I'm a Brooklyn girl. Barbara, Bay Parkway, Brooklyn, all Bs. And then that's why I was so angry when they changed the B train to the D train. They changed the letters. And Bensonhurst, all Bs. Bay Parkway. You ever, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm a big Brooklyn person. So I think I, my story is definitely yes. Brooklyn. Well, I think I hope I didn't speak too fast no, that you can understand yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Thank you right. so much for your story. So you got a lot of Brooklyn in there, right? Yes, I do.